0: Yo, crew, Skippy back here with a good friend, Travis Ballantino. We've never skied together. We always see, we seem to meet when it's not ski season because that's when I'm traveling with my, my rig. But uh, he's a huge skater before skiing came skateboarding. And uh, yeah. for people who don't know, they do this thing in the skiing lifestyle called the Dawn Patrol. Where you get up real early, you go climb a mountain, you do a lap of skiing, and then you go to work. Well, when Travis can't ski, he does a dawn <laughs> patrol in the skate parks, and those lazy ass kids. <laughs> so, so what is it? You're in West Jordan, right?
1: Yeah, but the skate park that I I take care of is actually in West Valley. Okay. So, Which West is Jordan doesn't have a skate park yet.
0: That's right. So. That's right. Yeah. You're trying to yeah. get one there. So, and then he goes yeah, in no, and he man. cleans up uh, before he can get skating. And then he goes off to work as a carpenter. And I tell you, I've seen some of his work. He's a master carpenter.
1: Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, 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 man. I've seen your work. I always talk to my friends. So, when hey, I'm doing... I really appreciate that. And I
1: do. I, I take highly in my work. I mean, if you don't love what you do, you're doing something wrong. And and I pride myself in what I do and yeah. you see it. So Ah, it yeah, man. If you, you know. want to see but, some yeah. of
0: his uh, hardwood floor installations and making of the hardwood <laughs> floor, check out Travi at uh, Travi801 on Instagram and you'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah. So yeah. we're not going to talk a whole lot about telemark skiing, believe it or not. We're going to talk about skateboarding and how a company called Skate Respect, and uh, what is it? It's skate park respect. That's it. Skate park. I always forget the skate, skate park. Part.
1: respect is actually a registered nonprofit. Okay, so, so before we get we to are. go
0: that go there, let's talk about skating. Because where'd you grow up, man? Because not, I don't think it's like a typical skate area.
1: Well, no, I grew up in Kearns. Honestly, you know, I was born in South Dakota. Right. But shortly after I was born, my father passed, and then we moved moved to Salt Lake City, Utah. Okay. And, Mom got a place in West Jordan, but which is borderline Kearns. I went to Kearns High and, and all that good stuff. But uh but yeah, I started skateboarding at a very young age. I mean, my first skateboard, I think my mother got me when I was probably five years old, which was a it was a plastic penny board made by a company called Veriflex. Got me thinking here. But yeah, that was that was my first you
0: know, my it, first, uh, in, in the truck, the door open for
1: skateboarding. So. Okay.
0: Okay. I had a similar skateboard at the trucks. I think it was more of a pipeline skateboard because the trucks didn't have the rubbers it had a spring. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. But even before that, we skated on my buddy's dad's skateboard, which was five, five inches wide, maybe a little longer than a foot and had steel yeah. wheels. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh wow! No, that's awesome. You know, and I tell you what—if you could get your hands on that board, it better be hanging on a wall somewhere. If not,
0: you know, yeah, some
1: things, man—they're—they're they're sought after these days, and oh, you for know, sure. people collect them. It's pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. So for sure, I was watching uh, American Pickers, and they ran into some guy who had a huge skate shop, and he had all the oh, posters and stuff like back from the '80s and all that sort of stuff. So they were calling up some guy you know, saying, we got this, we got this, we got these posters, you know, they would have all these uh, crews come around to the different communities and put on shows and competitions and that sort of stuff. It was really cool.
1: Oh, yeah, no, it's crazy. I mean, I look back at all the skateboards that I had growing up. If, if, if I had a clue that people would be after those things to this day, I'm a, I'm about to shoot myself in the foot because I had some of these boards I had back in the day were highly sought after. and right. Like one, for example, was called a was made by a company called Zorlac. Right. But the board was a, a Metallica theme skate. Oh, Zorlac nice. Metallica.
0: But nice. Man, this was
1: back when you know Metallica in the '80s when yeah, they yeah. were almost a garage band.
0: Right. You right. know what I mean? So <laughs> you
1: can imagine the value on one of those nowadays to the right collector. I bet someone would pay over a thousand dollars for that piece of wood. Well, that's like <laughs> us
0: Canadians on our hockey cards. Our moms, yeah. our moms threw them out. And then we're like, you know, we're in our thirties and go, do you know how much money you threw out? Oh, I know. Yeah, It's crazy. Yeah. But yeah. So back to uh, my, yeah, that was my first skateboard.
1: And then uh, shortly after that, my very first pro model was made by Sims. It was a Kevin Staub pirate, which that board is actually highly sought after nowadays as well. But uh, I, I've, That was, you know, that was what, you know, really turned it on for me. And you got to think, that was back in 1987. The vert scene was starting to take off because, you know, right around that time in the mid-80s, a lot of the concrete skate parks in California started to get tore down and whatnot. And what did they do? They started building vert ramps and stuff like that. So that's kind of when I got into skateboarding. I was more into skating transition than street skating. Right. But that was kind of starting to come into play too at that time. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun for me growing up. You know, I, I never really got into the basketball or football or whatnot. I don't know. It was just kind of crazy. My mom was a single mother and right. she got me that skateboard, you know, and that's what we did, you know, me and all my friends. And, you know, I looked up to uh, a lot of the, a lot of the neighborhood kids, you know, all the kids I hung out with their older brothers were skateboarders and, I really looked up to them and it, it was, it was a lot of fun. Kept me out of trouble, right. you know, and, and to this day, I will tell you skateboarding does, it teaches you a lot of good, valuable life lessons. The, the major one, you know, the number one being, uh, don't ever give up, you know, skateboarding it's, it, we're going to talk about skiing a little bit, you know, yeah. skateboarding's kind of like telemark skiing, you know, yeah. the learning curve of telemark skiing, you kind of got to have that, Damn it, I'm gonna learn how to do this. That's right. Otherwise you're gonna fail. I That's mean, right. I'm sorry. I'll say it straight up just like that. I mean, yep. skateboarding's the same way. Yeah. With every trick you learn or everything you learn on a skateboard, you don't learn it overnight, man. It yep. takes trial and error and falls and scrapes and bruises and sometimes broken bones. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh,
0: I, I remember <laughs> but, I remember well, as a kid what, going through you, that.
1: Well, exactly. But well, you know, when you accomplish Whatever it is you're trying to do, the feeling you get from that, you know how it goes. I mean, it's... Well, especially when you watch
0: Dylan. So Travis's middle child, Dylan, he's uh, gotten into telemark skiing, just like his old man. And now he's gotten into skating. And uh, he's he's on Instagram, and I see some of the stuff that he's doing. I bet you just kind of sit back there, and you're one big, proud papa.
1: Oh, you have no idea. Keith. Especially when I mean, you could
0: both go to the park together, right?
1: Yeah. Well, and, and that, you know, and that kind of goes back to, dude, I mean, losing my dad. My dad, he was 23 years old when he died. I was wow. six months old, and, dude, I don't take a single day for granted with my kids. I, I yeah. cherish every damn moment that I get to spend with them. I mean, I look at it this way, you know, my dad was 23 when he died. I'm 43 now. I've got to spend an extra 20 years with my kids. Right,
0: yeah. So
1: yeah. I'm I'm so grateful for that. But yeah, there's that. But but yeah, Dylan is kind of what got me back into skateboarding because there oh, was nice. a time, you know, once I got into high school and got into cars, you know, you know that I kind of got into yep. fixing up cars and all that stuff. That's, that's what happened after skateboarding. But the love of skateboarding never went away. I always had that love of skateboarding. Well, uh, you know, you have kids and, Dylan you know he started out riding scooters right and I would take him to the skate park and watch him go watch him go and you know me I'm I'm a skier I'm a go-getter I'm a doer and that only lasted for a couple of months I'll be honest with you and (laughs) you know after watching him and stuff I was like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna go get my skateboard and
0: yeah I'm
1: gonna start pushing around again you know and
0: show Dylan what the old man can do man
1: oh that was that's what was funny when dylan seen me roll into the bowl that first time he was just like blown away he literally he did he he took his allowance and he went and bought his first skateboard himself he's oh, like dad right i'm on. putting this scooter down i'm gonna go buy me a skateboard and the rest is history for him i mean he's watching him progress this past you know this past couple of years has blown my mind honestly nice. keith it's 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 been a lot of fun and you know, I've seen it hand in hand. I've seen that kid fall on his ass. I've seen him bust. You know, I've seen him bust himself, and I've seen him get right back up and yep. and do it, whether it's not that day or, you know, we come back again, you know, another day. I'm not too pushy with him Yep. when it comes to that stuff, because I know, you know, when when you want something bad enough and you can't get it, he'll, he'll get upset sometimes. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, you need to go skate. Go do something else for a minute, man. You need to walk away from this for a That's minute. That's right. So, go you know, take your mind off it.
0: it. Yeah.
1: But you know, <clears throat> that being said, I think me being there with him to help kind of push him, you know, oh, you got this, D. I know, I know what you're capable of. I know you, you know. I love being that, you know, being that part of it, you know.
0: Yeah, I know. I saw him uh, a post. I think, I think it was from yesterday. You guys skiing, or maybe it was from this morning. And, uh, I said, I sent him a message and I was like, Hey dude, can I send you your annual ski tip? <laughs> he goes, yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I was there with him for that. He's like, what
1: should I say, dad? I'm like, tell him to fire away, dude.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, I was there for that. No, I appreciate that. You know, and that's, uh, you know, some of the pointers you've given me the past few years skiing with him, man, I've, I've applied those to what, you know, and I've, I've seen it work. Yeah. It's, it's been a lot of fun skiing with that kid. You know, oh, yeah,
0: it's, well, I, I, I have a granddaughter. Some of the listeners will know and telemark ski Ontario. We're disbanding our youth program. So I've snagged nice. her a few pair of boots and a pair of skis. All I need is the bindings and yeah. she she's only eight months old, <laughs> but there I've got go. the gear for, her for when she decides to start skiing.
1: Well, yeah, Tyson, I think I'm going to start him out with some volley three pins. Yep. I got a pair of skis for him. I mean, And with him, I had him skiing a little bit, but, man, that one winter, this was a couple years ago, he got sick and ended up in ICU, so that kind of put a damper on things. (laughs) And then COVID hit last winter. Right. And I didn't even get a ski pass last season. Yeah, neither did we. Yeah, so I'm really excited to get him back out there get him on the hill. And I was talking with Josh, I was like, you know, I think I'm just going to, go straight to the telemark. I mean, it w- seemed to work really well with Dylan. and. Yep. Well, you know, that's and-
0: that's like my son-in-law. He skied a really long time ago. He snowboards with my daughter, and I was like, and my daughter said when they get our granddaughter on the snow, they're going to teach her skiing first. And so yeah. I said to him, I said, well, you need a pair of skis and pair of boots, and you haven't skied in a long time, so you're probably going to suck, so you may as well start right at telly.
1: <laughs> exactly
0: yeah so he, he's got a nice pair of the uh scarpa t4s and a pair of vocal bridge twin tips
1: nice yeah yeah so yeah because we are
0: we are selling the gear off for like a 100 bucks for a set for kids
1: nice yeah
0: yeah we're not and into making awesome. money I yep so hear. let's let's get back to the skating
1: yeah no let's do that uh sounds like a good idea man so yeah so
0: So So, I got back
1: into skateboarding with Dylan, you know, and right out the get, you know, one of the first things I noticed was trash at the skate parks. I just blew my mind how much trash was getting left. And the, the big kicker for me was one morning we went to go to the Sandy Skate Park. Right. And we'll back up just a little bit. So, dude, we've got a number of skate parks just in the Salt Lake Valley alone. Every city pretty much has their own skate park, skate park, excuse me, you know, aside to West Jordan where we are, there's a couple cities that don't have one yet, but I bet you we've got almost a dozen skate parks within a half hour, 45 minutes drive. Nice. So, so yeah, one morning we were going to, I was like, well, let's go check out the Sandy skate park, Dylan, you know, and we get down there and the skate park was closed. There was a sign said closed because of trash. I'm like, oh, wow, well, that sucks. Well, all right, whatever, let's go. And that that skate park, that particular park is fenced off anyway. Right. So when they close it, it's closed. Right. And uh, so since we were down south that way, we decided to go check out the Riverton Skate Park. We went there for probably 20, 30 minutes. And then same thing, we were down at the south end of the valley, and we decided to go check out the Harriman Skate Park. And this is where it gets, you know, this is the kicker. We get to the Harriman Skate Park, guess what? closed trash cheese i was like man you know this that's what killed me i was just like you got to be kidding me you know this is this isn't cool man you know we gotta we gotta do something about this you know I, i i just could not let that happen to the west valley city skate park because and the reason i i go to that park is it's it's on my way to work right i can hit it right on my way to work you know and when i got back into skateboarding with dylan i did i was i was Hooked like glue man I, I wanted to skate every, it was good for me too because you know I'd, I'd get in go get a session in before work and I'd yeah. come to work get my exercise and exactly and uh come to work with a good attitude you know hey I just yep. you know scared the shit out of myself for an hour and <laughs> <yee-hoo>. <laughs> but yeah uh, so back to West Valley you know I'd get there in the mornings and there'd just be a lot of trash I mean it was bad right. and I was just like I'm not going to let this happen because first off, West Valley is not, it's not fenced off. So you can, you can come there at the crack of dawn before the sun's getting up. Right. And have that place to yourself till, you know, till like nine ten o'clock in the morning. Right. So yeah, man, I'd, I'd hit it on my way to work and just kind of show up and pick up trash. It'd usually take me anywhere from 10 to 30 minutes. Wow. You know, you've seen, I've been doing it for you yes. know, the last three years. Yes. So, uh, yep. And, you know, it just kind of became a kind of a a second hobby for me. You know, I I felt like, you know, I love skateboarding. How can, you know, how can, you know, rather than just skateboard and enjoy it, how can I give back to it in in a sense, you know? And I started doing that and the skate park respect thing just came, you know, uh, just this last spring. Yeah. So I did it throughout this whole summer and, I kind of found out about them, kind of reached out to them, kind of told them what I was doing, and they asked me if I'd be interested in becoming an ambassador for them. And very cool. I'll be honest with you, I was all for it. You know, I was basically doing what I've already done, but yep. you know, uh, one of the things I do, you know, and these kids, you know, the the reason I do it, man, is a lot of these kids need that that place it keeps him out of trouble well
0: it that really was does, that was know? like and, me we didn't have skate parks where i grew up we had basketball court oh
1: neither did i yeah i was a kid we didn't have any skate parks.
0: no no one of my favorite so, things skating was we'd go to the olympic stadium in montreal and they had underground parking with spiral uh ramps. Oh, yeah yeah so we'd get that oh man those floors underneath yeah. there were so nice for street skating let me
1: tell you something keith we still do that to this day man <laughs> when there's snow on the ground where do you think the kids go they go hit these parking <laughs> garages downtown that's right you go there on a sunday and they're usually empty
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. but yeah so so uh So yeah, they, they reached out to me, asked me, you know, they asked me if I would, you know, was interested in becoming an ambassador and I was all for it, you know, I was like, you know, why not? You know, and part of what I do, you know, is, uh, you know, I'll pick up the trash and whatnot. And, uh, if there's debris in the, in the bowls, I'll get my leaf blower out. I'll (laughs) blow out the
0: debris. I was just going to say, you you don't show up just with garbage bags.
1: yeah, you hit a rock on your skateboard. You're dead meat.
0: We've all done that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Been there, done that. You know, and yeah, instant acceleration. It, you know,
1: since I got back, you know, since I've gotten back on the skateboard, don't get me wrong. I've had a couple of good tumbles, man. <laughs> <laughs> it, it definitely and, comes and, with the territory. But and you're uh, built like
0: a pinball too, man. Compared to me. Sure. Man. You imagine me doing up, that?
1: Though. I don't feel like <laughs> <laughs> I took a I took a good hit a couple. I'm I'm still feeling it, man. I took one probably a good month or two. It was back in was it October or early November. My I think it was early November. I went to fly into the bowl and a kid rolled in right oh. in front of me. I was a little guy, too. He was probably eight, nine years old at the most. Luckily, he was short enough to where when I rolled in, I just kind of hopped over the top of him. Yep. And don't get me wrong. He went down, but not as hard as I did, man. I smacked the other side of the ball and yep. hit my shoulder into it. So I was feeling it in my shoulder. Then I got a nice little uh, lump on the elbow. We call it a swell bow.
0: Right. Skateboarding.
1: <laughs> so I've been I know, kind I've of been- nursing that for a bit.
0: I've been there as a phys ed teacher. I'll tell the kids because I was one of the guys who we'd do drills and stuff for class and then we'd play a game and I'd play. And it's like if something happens and there's going to be a collision with me I'm going to grab you, I'm going to hang on to you real tight, and I'm going to roll onto my back so you land on top of me. (laughs) And I've done that a few times. (laughs) I remember the first time it happened to a colleague's son I was teaching, and he, like, looked at me. He's like, whoa. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, so let's talk a little bit about what Skatepark Respect is. So, like I said, it's it's a non-profit. Yep, you know they they are out of California. Okay, and basically, is what it is 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 they started this thing based on a theory. They call it the broken window theory, and it made a lot of sense to me because I was a punk teenager too. You know, right and the broken thi- the broken window theory goes like this: so if you're a teenager and you're walking down the street and you see this vacant house per se, and there's a broken window. What does that tell you as a teenager? Well, hey, you know, this this place is abandoned, beat up, let's break another window. Exactly. So, you know, that's just kind of that mindset. So our goal is if, if you go by a place and there's no broken windows and it's nice and clean, people are usually going to just keep on walking, leave it alone. Well, we're hoping to, you know, to take that right into the skate park. You know, if these kids start showing up, and seeing us picking up the skate park all the time, and you know, don't get me wrong, since I've been doing this, I have talked to these kids and I have talked to them till I'm blue in the <laughs> face. Keith, I want them to understand what they have is is something that you know, when we didn't I have, we didn't have given the world to have that place that's right when I was a kid, yeah. so so yeah, but uh. So skate park respect. Yeah. Our, our number one goal is, is to, you know, let's, let's talk, you know, let's get in with the community,
0: Yeah,
1: you know, community outreach. Let's, you know, make it, you know, let's raise awareness to what we're doing and what we're about and, and, and I, hopefully it, it does good for us. And then, you know, the other thing is, uh, is, uh, like graffiti removal, stuff like that. Right. Cause the city, you know, we, we, we try to get in good with the city as well.
0: Right. Because, yep.
1: you know, you get in good with the city, they'll listen to ideas we have that we'll yep. throw out there. You know, one of the things I've been advocating for is lights at the skate park.
0: Right. So
1: these kids, you know, some of the skate parks we have around town are lit up at night yeah. and you know, the lights go out at 10 30, yep. you know, which honestly by then, you know, the kids should be home, you know, getting their butts yes. in bed. But let me tell you something, Keith, if your kids at the skate park until eight, nine, 10 o'clock, that's going to keep them out of trouble for in my sure. Mind. Yeah. You know, then they're going to race home, get their butts home and get in bed for school. Cause mom's going to kick their butt, you know that's what I right. mean? But yeah. So that, that's kind of my number one goal of, you know, let's, let's keep that place open. Let's give these kids something good, you know? Yep. And, and, and it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun, man.
0: And some of the stuff that you're doing with the community, I think I saw this summer, you guys had a, uh, skate camp for young kids.
1: Oh yeah. So, yeah. No, let's talk about that too. That's another thing. Yeah. That's, that's funny. I'm glad you brought that up cause I definitely need to talk about that. So, so that's another thing, you know, uh, I got involved with, uh, it's a program for the youth. It's called Spock skate camp. Okay. Yep. And, Uh, is what we do is we teach kids how to skateboard, you know, and it's funny how that started, you know, me, you know, going to the skate park early in the morning on the weekends, I'd be dragging Dylan with me or, you know, whatever, you know, whenever I could, I drag Dylan down there with me. Well, there's a, this guy, his name's Spock. He goes by Spock. His name's Eric. He's a really good guy. And, you know, and, and what he does, I, 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 my hat's off to him. I mean, it's, it's, It's awesome, and I actually, I put Dylan in Spock skate camp once earlier on, and he did pretty good with it, and I just never really pushed it on him. He kind of, he got into soccer. We did soccer for a minute and stuff, but he did, though. He did a skate camp earlier on, and, and I thought it was pretty neat, so I knew about it then, but it was funny. We were at the skate park one morning, and Spock came up to me, and he's like, hey, I see you. I see you here all the time with your son. I really like your style. You know, uh, would you be interested in helping me coach one of my classes? Nice. And at first, I'm not going to lie at first. I, I thought he was joking. I'm like, you really want me to coach? Come on. dude. <laughs> I mean, cause even now, Keith, I mean, I, I don't get too crazy when I skate around. I, I mean, you see, I mean, I, I carve yeah, yeah. around and that's, that's what I like to do. I like to carve around a little bit. I'll do a fly out here and there, but yeah, I don't. I try not to get too crazy, just because I do. I got a lot of responsibility on
0: my on my case. so I got to be safe. Oh, you, you're getting wise, man.
1: Oh, that's when you know you, you get older, you get wiser, right? That's what they say. I just so. say,
0: homie, don't play that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: yeah, but at first I thought he was kidding, man. I I was like, really, and. I just kind of wrote. I just kind of brushed it off for a minute, you know, and freaking yeah. went about my thing for a minute. And a few weeks goes by, and same thing. I'm at there at the park in the morning with Dylan. He shows up to do a private lesson, and he's like, "So, what do you think?" And I'm like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "You want to coach with me?" And I was just like, "Really?" I, he's like, I, I, "I flat ass told him." I'm like, I, "I I didn't think you were serious, man. But if you're serious." I'll really put some thought into this, you know, and I did, I went home that night. I talked to my wife and I talked to my boss cause we do this on Thursday mornings, you know, right, I'm right. Monday through Friday, nine to five or so we had to make a little adjustment for my schedule. My boss was all for it, you know, Cool. they thought it'd probably, you know, my boss probably thought it'd be a good thing for me. You know, it's, I'm glad they, I'm glad they let me do it because it, it is, it's been a lot of fun, dude, is what I do. You know, I get up there early in the morning, Thursdays, get the park already and we do. We we coach less until till it's, what is it from uh, nine to eleven.
0: Nice. Well, you know what, a happy 11, employee, you'll work so. harder.
1: Oh yeah, no, for sure, <laughs> for sure. But yeah, it's been a lot
0: of fun, man. That's awesome. You know, so does so so does Eric have a presence on like on Instagram or Facebook or a website for his camps?
1: Oh yeah, Spock Skate Camp. Okay, cool. Let's look it up he's on instagram facebook and he's on the web you know we we do a bunch of programs so we do one at the west valley skate parks uh we do uh cottonwood heights we do uh the van skate park uh, i want to say i might be missing one but yeah you know, there's a few of them and
0: yeah i'll put i'll know, put a link up. when when i put it us uh promote this up on instagram I'll, I'll put a link up for him too so
1: No, that'd be, that'd be rad. But, but yeah, that was a lot of, that's been a lot of fun. And I'm honestly, uh, I'm going to do it again this summer as well. Nice. So, you know, part of my deal with him was, you know, if, if you want me to do this, how about this? Uh, all I ask is Dylan gets to ride along with me, you know? Yeah. I'm a hundred percent cool with giving back, you know, giving back where I can, man. I love it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, doing it solely for them kids, man. And it's, it's fun. I mean, uh, get a couple of little girls in my class, for example, you know, the first, the first summer I did it, I I did, I coached these little girls all summer long (laughs) and just to see them progress. And uh, uh, the the way they took on to me, you know, man, I, it just felt so good. I, I don't know. I just loved every part of it, man. That's awesome. Watching the kids progress and, and just you know, you're a teacher. Yeah. Come on, you 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 know how that goes. Oh, yeah. man. You know, one of my I one of my I, I guarantee you're retired <laughs> now. But how many of these kids still reach out to you, Keith? And oh, I you, know, you know, they do, I, you know, I went
0: to visit a friend because I would have an outers club in high and I taught middle school, so it was mostly about cycling education and that sort of stuff. Because the kids are riding, I wanted them to be safe, and we do we'd spend uh, the end of the year on a 200 mile cycling trip down to our provincial park and that sort of wow. stuff. So I went out one of my he's a friend now and uh, he's got a farm and he's got three boys and when Ian was telling his boys about what they did and they're like, "What? We don't have that? That's not fair." You know, like <laughs> <laughs> and there's so many so many kids who were part of that Outdoor Ed club that like one girl she went over to Europe to, uh the Netherlands on a um uh, on an exchange now I don't know if it was in university or later in high school but she said everybody rides bikes she got herself a bicycle and she said the confidence that she learned riding with our outdoor ed club helped her navigate you know the cities in ne- in the Netherlands so I was like wow nice. that's really cool and then, and then I have some kids who are you know they work as outdoor educators and And all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. But one of my favorite things, I would uh, play three-pitch with the kids, and I always pitched just so the pitching was consistent. And I would have primarily girls say, I can't hit a baseball. I said, you'll be able to. Just listen to what I have to say. The bat does not hit the ball. The ball hits your bat. So when I throw the ball up to you, you keep an eye on the ball, and as the ball comes in, you just present your bat, and you'll hit it. And you know what? First pitch, bang! And they're they standing there like, "I hit it." I said, "Get the first base, <laughs> run! I'm gonna throw you no, out, that's man." Awesome. Yeah, I love, oh, I yeah. love that one. Yeah, yeah, those, uh, like, yeah, nuts. those girls, and the it. light goes off. It's like <laughs> I can hit a baseball. I never have before, oh, yeah. you know. So,
1: you know I, now. I'm glad you said that too, because that's one of the things too nowadays. You know, back when I was a kid there wasn't there wasn't too many girl skateboarders. I mean, don't get me right. wrong, there was a couple. But yep. nowadays, wow. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing. We'll, we'll talk about the uh, Spock skate camp. One of the other things we do is it's called Sisterhood of Shred. Nice. And it's every other Sunday. It's an all women's enrichment, man. Wow. It is a lot of fun and it's free of charge. We don't yeah do it free of charge. Just just to encourage skateboarding.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, for girls.
0: So both both my girls skated, they had long boards and you know, they were out. Yep. You know,
1: and it's fun too, because it's not just little girls, man. We get, we get moms and daughters. Oh, nice. And, Oh, that's, that's, that's been the funnest part with, with the sisterhood is some of these, uh, the older women, you know, you're talking, some of these women are my age, some of them are mid thirties, but these older women, there's a couple of them out there that really shine. I mean, they progressed pretty good. Oh, you know, one of them was actually slashing grinds. No way by the end of summer, (laughs) man. Now, now do these limit with that, do these women come as
0: newbies with their children or, or do some of them have skating in the background? really wow
1: a couple of them are newbies but you know one of them was you know a couple of them are really good snowboarders oh, okay you, know, you yep. know we got that here yeah and they just they took right on to it for sure and spock he's a real good coach too yeah he's a good coach at getting you know he, he's good at getting people's confidence up and just the way i don't know just Just the way he does it, it's 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 interesting. I always I like to sit back every now and then and kind of watch his ways because there's just some something about what he does, man, it it blows my mind. He'll have these kids, little kids even just before you know it, they're rolling into the bowl.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Some of these kids, you know, there's a couple of kids around town that that just rip it up and guess what? Guess where they started, Spocks. Really nice. Oh, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You get, you <laughs> as long as you get some basic, good, solid basics when yeah. you're young and then you get going. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, like, like I was saying, you know, back when I was a kid, we didn't have any skate parks really. Yeah. We had a, a roller skating rink. It was called uh, Classic Skating. Okay. And every Wednesday night, they would set up a couple of quarter pipes and a couple of boxes and rails. Oh, and that's cool. Rent like that for us. Yeah. And we would do that. But uh, aside to that, we didn't have any concrete skate parks at all.
0: So. Yeah. We, we didn't oh, have anything like, um, in Montreal. <laughs> we would build yeah, our own ramps. At, uh, yeah,
1: no, that's what we did when I was a kid. I mean, uh, I hate to, I hate to say it like this, but we used to go raid these job sites at the end of the neighborhood and get our lumber <laughs> and, <laughs> hammer down. I think all skaters
0: have done that. Oh, <laughs> That's where we got our carpenter skills, man.
1: Oh, see. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, you have no idea, man. We did too. We we built a lot of good contraptions back in the day, and that was the the funnest thing, I think, was building those launch ramps. We right. built launch yeah. ramps and I don't know how many bruises and scrapes I got <laughs> off of those things. I never Knock on wood. I never broke anything skateboarding, but man, I, I definitely got some good scrapes and bruises, and knocked out a couple teeth.
0: Oh, jeez, I didn't do, yeah. I, I just got the scrapes and bruises. I didn't break anything. I didn't lose any teeth. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. No. That's cool Fun stuff,
1: man. But no, the skate park respect thing, that was, I thought that, that was, was so cool. Guys, yeah. Right? No, I, I really enjoy doing that. And, and, you know, the, the one of the cool things about this, Keith, is since I got involved with them, yep. I, at, at first I was the only ambassador in the state of Utah. Wow. And, uh, me being involved with the skate camp, a couple of people from skate camp found out about what I was doing. Uh, one guy in particular, Jack Parker, I got to mention his name because he was the first one that took note of what I was doing. And,
0: and this is the small crew awesome. that I and, see in some of your posts. Yep cool
1: yeah no totally and jack's it's kind of, his story's kind of funny too man but they his whole family just kind of started skateboarding together but they have progressed very you know pretty fast Yeah. really fast honestly but anyway so uh what was i going to say sorry a little, that's okay you're getting my you wife,
0: you were the only ambassador really in utah and now you've got a couple oh, more yeah, so yeah
1: It's the only ambassador at first, and then Jack Parker got involved. And uh, since he got involved, I think – I want to say we've got – geez, man, we've got – I'll just say the skate parks that are taken care of by us now. We've got uh, me at West Valley, Jack's at uh, Fairmont. We've got a guy at South Jordan. We've got somebody at Sandy. We've got somebody at the Lehigh Park. So – and I want to say somebody's going to take – take over Cottonwood Heights and possibly, uh, we're working on, uh, the holiday skate park. So,
0: wow. Pretty that's
1: crazy. Quite, a, lot of quite people... a crew,
0: man. That's just within a yeah. year and a bit probably.
1: Yeah, no, that's what blows my mind. I, I, I love that, you know, cause now is what we can do is uh team up and right. You know, for example, I'm getting ready to do, uh, I've been talking with, uh, with the Harriman city. Right. Cause you know, I remember I was telling you how they yeah. closed down the tracks and yada, yada. Well, I've, I've gotten in touch with them and kind of shine light on skate park respect, told them what we were about, what we do and whatnot. And they thought that was great. And I says, Hey, how would you like to, to set up a, a skate park cleanup? Let's, let's get some, you know, let's get the community involved and yeah. we'll get, you know, we'll get our, I'll get my crew together. And yeah. I've been talking with Jack Parker and stuff. And I, I think we can round up quite the crew and we'll all go to the Harriman skate park. We're, we're, I think they're talking about doing it sometime in April, but yeah, we'll all meet up there, get, get some people, you know, from the community involved and uh, go to town, man, clean this place up and, you know, we don't just clean up the garbage, man. If we see cracks or whatever right. busted up concrete, we'll yep. patch it in, fill it in, you know, all that stuff. So, We'll go in there and just go ham on that skate park for you right, know, a right. couple of hours and hopefully gain a new ambassador. Why, why we're yeah, there. So yeah.
0: that's cool. A lot. Yeah. And you know what, being part of the uh, skate park respect gives you like credibility, right? So you can go and yeah, talk absolutely. to the communities and stuff like that.
1: No, absolutely. You know, and, and one, another thing I'd like to shine light on is uh, another, uh, a nonprofit is go skate Utah. Okay. And he's a skate park advocate and his whole idea is let's get talking with these cities about if they don't have a skate park, let's get one on the agenda here. You know, I've, yeah. we've, uh, for example, we attended a, a city council meeting at Bountiful city right. just recently. And we brought the kids along, right? The kids on. actually sat in, in in the, in the council meeting and, and the thing that I thought was cool is you know the council members noticed that there were kids in the council meeting and they asked the kids to get up and tell them a little bit about themselves. Right on. Right on. And that that to me that was that was neat, you know, cuz one thing, you know, one of the th- the things they were having a problem with is there's there was a, a park that they were getting ready to re you know, remodel, revamp. Right. And it was either a pickleball court or a skate park. Right. And the pickleballers were really slinging mud at the skateboarders, you know, talking about, you know, punk kids, yada, 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 graffiti, yada, 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 you know, all of that stuff. Well, our number one goal was to get in there and show them, hey, there's skate park respect now. Yeah. There's actually people that want to take care of your skate park. So right. there's that, you know, and, yeah. and, and no, we're not all punks and we're not all heathens and hoodlums, you know. <laughs> It's, it, you know, we tried to shine light on that as well, you know, and I think we did pretty good with, with that. I mean, bringing the kids to that council meeting, they got to talk to these kids and and, and really see that, you know, skateboarding definitely has a good side to it. You know, for one, it's it's an Olympic sport now. It like, is. That's something I never thought
0: I'd see.
1: <laughs> I thought I'd see telemark skiing before skateboarding, uh, Keith. Okay, all, all
0: right. You know what? They got freaking curling in there. My uncle went ballistic <laughs> on me because his wife – that's a big thing for, I think, curling Manitoba or curling Canada. And I'm, I'm like, I've curled. Curling is fun in the wintertime. But, like, as an Olympic sport, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. You know, it's <laughs> – and, and you know what? It's like NASCAR. They call it a sport. Uh, you know what? The guys – the drivers are athletes. I I know that. But to me, it's like <laughs> you can pass time with it. You can have a nap watch wake up nap it's like golf <laughs> you know <laughs> and my dad's Next like year. the largest importer and distributor of golf accessories in canada and i'm the only family member who doesn't play because are a you pasta. serious yeah I, i'd rather ride my bicycle man nice yeah no, that's crazy, <laughs> or go paddle boarding yeah so every ev- go. every no, golfer I like, your, I like your style i will not hate <laughs> on that because
1: no that's kind of one of my other things you know if I'm not on a skateboard, I like to, you know, get out and do a couple of camping trips and go up to the lake. I love paddleboarding. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of fun. Well, it's relaxing.
0: Yeah, yeah. We and we've got canoes too and kayaks and that sort of stuff. So
1: nice.
0: We'll have to plan a trip. You guys got to come out to my cottage.
1: Oh, dude.
0: Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> dude, do do a cross country road trip. You you know what? Your family could even fly into Burlington, Vermont, and I'll drop down and pick you up, and because it's about doesn't matter whether you fly into Montreal or fly into Burlington. It's the same difference. Huh. Flights will be All cheaper. Right. Flights will be cheaper for you to come into Burlington. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I guess so have you ever, have you been to the Midwest Telefest?
0: Nope. I have no. I I have, being an educator, I don't get to try. I didn't get to travel. Yeah. I, I had no, to, I had to started. kind of put forth a really good argument to my principal when i went as a jump judge for world cup races in vermont and oh, i wow. and i said listen i'm the guy who puts these athletes i do all the registration and all that stuff this is when i ran telemark ski canada i said why can't I? you guys give provisions because uh, a friend of mine she's an olympic athlete she's a pentathlete i said you guys give her pr- provisions to go to the Olympics.'" and i'm the guy who does all the administration you should let me go so she goes yeah you're right okay so the way i planned it was with some personal days and calling in sick and that sort of sick days and so at least i got to go (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah heck yeah yeah so now, now we're on telemark skiing I know. How
1: how did we end up there?
0: Uh, exactly? <laughs> well, that's okay, because you know what? I wanted most of this podcast to be about skate park respect because you did a podcast with Josh, you and Dylan, and it was pretty much mm-hmm. all about uh, telemark skiing. So if listeners want to find out more about, you know, Travis and his son Dylan and their voyage or journey into uh, telemark skiing, you need to check out Josh Madsen's free hill life podcast and listen to a great podcast there goes out every Monday. Yeah. So, but yeah, so you're back skiing at the bird now.
1: Yeah, no, we got a pass this year, got the family pass. So yeah, Dylan and I have been soaking that up for the most part now, but you know, my wife, you know, she's a, she likes, you know, she likes some nice sunny, warmer days. Yeah. She's, she's kind of like, she likes that. So (laughs) I know my wife is a trooper.
0: My wife's a trooper. What's we just, that? I said, my wife's a trooper. We just oh, went man. to the cottage and it was pretty cold there. And, and you know what? She's a pinhead. So that's kind of cool. And like a lot of people, you know, they think, oh my gosh, you know, telemark is so hard. I said, my wife, Sean, she telemarks 50% of the time or less. The rest of the time she's doing alpine turns, you know, you <laughs> do whatever you want to do to get you down the hill. But yeah, it was pretty cold exactly. when we were at the cottage. I think, uh, one day it may have been,
1: I could can, I, I can tell you this much, your idea of cold and my idea of cold is probably a whole lot different, dude. I couldn't even imagine some of the temperatures you guys skiing.
0: <laughs> there was, there was one time, if you ever see a picture of me with my goggles on and my face covered, yeah, it's cold. There was one time, I think I was skiing at, uh, Burke mountain. It's a national American national ski Academy in Vermont, I think with us going down the hill into the wind, it had to have been close to minus 50. You got to be kidding me. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, when you said cold, I'm like, come on, Keith, shout it out. Give me a number here because <laughs> cold to me is as soon as it starts to hit the negatives, man, I'm just like,
0: <laughs> but But our I, negatives. I, just, our I, negatives. Know, I
1: guess I'm just not pre- – I'm not really that prepared for it, man. I got me a micro – I usually just ski. I got my base layers, a micro puffy, and a soft shield.
0: right. That's well, it, you know what? That's you know, that that's the way, way I. That's the way I ski in minus thirty. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you, you've probably seen photos on social media in the winter time, and and me in just shorts and my big winter minus seventy well, yeah, boots.
1: No, that. And like you said, you know it's cold if you're wearing goggles because you usually don't wear goggles.
0: No, no, you? it's no, it's sunglasses, no. man. Oh, I prefer sunglasses. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because I can quickly change. The lenses to the different uh, conditions.
1: Well, yeah, even Keith Opperman, he's kind of the same way. He skis sunglasses too. Yeah, quite a
0: bit. Yeah. So, so how long you been on telly, man?
1: Uh, I started in uh, just right after. I I think I started two
0: thousand three. Nice. So, that's cool.
1: Back when Telemark
0: was cool. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's it's just dead. But we don't care, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't – yeah. No, that's – it's funny, though, because, no, back when
1: I got into tally skiing, uh, you could go into rental shops and get telemark equipment. You know, there was – it was readily available.
0: Yeah.
1: Now you just got to go to Free Hill Life, which I, I don't mind going there one bit. I love that place. I, I was I, so – you know, following Josh for years, I was so stoked to see that he was going to open up a Telemark-specific ski shop. Yeah, exactly. Man, I, was, I was all for it.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. So. I, I never ran into him when he worked at Height of, what is it, Height of Land Productions there that do Backcountry magazine and, and used to do Telemark uh, yeah. skier mag. Because it's not far from my cottage, maybe an hour. So I, one time I rolled in there. And I was wanting to get some of their swag, but it was, like, really expensive to send it across the border. So I just did a little jaunt, and I rolled up in my Chrysler 300, and I jumped out, and they're all sitting on a picnic table. And I was like, I'm here. And they're like, who the hell is this guy? So then I told them who I was, and I can't remember who the editor there is. His name's Adam somebody Anyway, so he took me in, and I told him what I wanted, and he gave me some extra swag for making the special trip down there, and nice, that was really dude. cool. Yeah, yeah. So Heck yeah, yeah. So yeah.
1: Anyway, no, it's been a lot of fun, though, man. I owe I owe Josh the world. I mean, what he's been able to help me out with with Dylan and stuff, and
0: you know what? It's got a, He's got to. Yeah, f-
1: dude. Dylan has gone up a boot size every season he's been on Telemark. Wow, dude, <laughs> gone wow. up an entire boot size. It's not like. Yeah, no it's it's nuts.
0: Yeah. I know I know it's, it's incredible nuts. what Josh does out of that shop. I was I was going to chirp you, but then I realized you must have shared his post with the Protector 95 or or the Protector series. It was in the look like it was in the uh his skis on the leaning on the back of his uh Volkswagen yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah. Cuz I was going to say, yep. "Dude, are those my skis?" Because <laughs> I haven't you got, got my too,
1: don't you?
0: Yeah, I haven't gotten them yet. Because you know what, I use Shop to track the stuff on the internet. And the last time, it's weird during COVID. The USPS st- sends stuff from Salt Lake City to Compton, California, and then all right, and then out. So the last I've heard of my skis was January 11th. Really? Yeah. So I I hit Tay up uh, yesterday or the day before, and it's like, dude, I still don't have my skis, man. I said I've tracked them to this point. Can you check in your end? So he goes, yeah, we'll check on our end. So I can't wait all to right. get those on. So
1: no, they're uh, they're nice.
0: Yeah, Is they, it start- they did a
1: good job with those, man. I mean, I, I got to help out a little bit in the in the first part of
0: that. Well, that would make sense, yeah. seeing that you're a carpenter.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, no, I got them all keen with the table saw and, and whatnot, and.
0: I was I was no, chirp, chirping Josh because I saw some stuff there without guards, and I was like, dude, you need to keep the guards on, man. I'm all about guards. <laughs> right? old school. Because I used to teach woodworking shop, right? Yeah. And I would have 16, 18 kids in there at a time, and these guys are like 12, 13, 14 years old. So yeah. you had to make sure we had a good day every day because everybody had 10 fingers and two eyes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No heck yeah. Well, Josh did good though. He got a saw stop table saw.
0: Oh, nice. You're familiar with those. Oh so. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No good call there. And yeah.
0: Yeah. You we, never. We,
1: we honestly want to get one for for
0: our shop. Right. Right. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Save your fingers. Yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy. I think we'll uh, yeah. kind of end this off. Yeah, you so that you can get in and have some supper. It's getting dark there.
1: That's all good, man. I've been looking forward to doing this. And I know, you
0: know,
1: we, we had that little bout with COVID, kind of set us back a couple yeah. of weeks, but yeah.
0: that's okay, man. Here we are. But hey, oh, you know yeah. what? COVID, COVID has set right my here. ski trip back two years now.
1: Oh, I know, man.
0: Yeah. So I've been looking
1: forward to that. I, I'd love to get out and ski with you guys.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> but like, seriously, man, in the off season, in the summertime, you need to get all the the big and the little Ballantinos and come up to Quebec and uh, have fun at the lake, and we'll tour you around. Oh, dude, and... that would be so awesome! Oh yeah, for sure, man. For I mean, sure. What's it
1: like up there in the summertime?
0: Uh, it's not as hot as as it is there. It it may get yeah. to uh you. We would consider. Uh, I would say ninety degrees is hot. Eighty five oh, wow. degrees is hot. Yeah, there yeah. There, are, there are a couple of days where I just kind of spend the afternoon in the water under the dock, out of the sun. Nice, but but like we've you know no, that'd be great. we go water skiing, tubing, kayaking, paddle boarding. Uh, when I can find my sailboat, I'll get my sailboat back. I have to I have to replace you know. it. Yeah, so yeah, and you know we cycle and there's all sorts of cool things to visit in and around there. Quebec City's three hours away. So, yeah, it's... There's uh, some
1: good skate parks out there nowadays, aren't there? I don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty sure there's got to be a couple up that way.
0: Possibly. So you definitely have to bring your boards.
1: Oh, no. One thing I've noticed since I've gotten back on a skateboard, or, you know, since I've gotten back on a skateboard, is you never... uh you never leave your board. Oh man! No, you take that sucker everywhere you go, because you just never know. You might, you yeah, might stumble upon something.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like me skiing. I see all these pitches in farmers' fields, and it's like, yeah, you know what? I got to go ski that hill. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for doing this so much, well, hey, Travis. Yeah. It's good yeah, seeing thanks you. Thanks for
1: having me on. That was yeah. good, to, good it was, to
0: talk with you. Keith. It was awesome. So, like, if you guys out there want to uh, check out Travis's stuff. He's at travib B eight oh one on Instagram. And you're on Facebook too, right? And Absolutely. Uh, skateparkrespect.org. And I and they're on Instagram also, probably at uh, skateparkorg yeah. or skateparkrespect.org. Yeah, Skateparkrespect, yeah. And then they're on Facebook as well. And and the stuff. Spock Camps, right? Yep. In Spock Skate Camp. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Travis. No, yeah, thanks for having me. Well, there you have it, crew. Another episode of the Skipper Report in the books. A huge thank you to my friend Travis Ballantino for sitting down with us on this episode and uh, sharing his life story relating to skateboarding and where he is now, how he got here, how he's passing it on to the next generation and sharing it with his son and even his younger son. And uh, if you're in the U.S. and you're looking for some help with skate parks, check out the organization that he's an ambassador with, skateparkrespect.org. Always check back later for another episode of the Skippy Report. Peace out.